Hello, welcome back to another episode of Out the Gate, a podcast about sailing and adventure on and around San Francisco Bay. I'm your host, Ben Shaw, and this week's episode is a special one, recorded at sea, when a couple of weeks ago I helped deliver a boat from Monterey to Los Angeles. Before sailing beyond the Monterey breakwater, I caught up with Kevin Wasbauer. Kevin and his business, Shearwater Sailing, are sponsors of the podcast, so it was great to catch up. Kevin runs charters out of Monterey Bay, offering offshore excursions aboard a fully equipped FAR 53 named Atalanta. And I didn't get to sail with Kevin aboard Atalanta during this visit, but I have in the past, and I can tell you she's a comfortable, safe, and very fast vessel. Shearwater Sailing is coming north to San Francisco Bay next week to attend the Sail GP Regatta, and you could be aboard to watch the race. He still has open spots for watching the Foiling Catamarans on Saturday, March 26. It'll be a great day with a tour of the bay in the morning, and then they'll head to the reserved viewing area where you can get a close-up view of the thrilling race. I would go if my daughter's fifth birthday party wasn't the same day. Oh, and next month, you can get some awesome offshore experience with Kevin. On April 8th to 10th, he's offering the ASA 106 course, Advanced Coastal Cruising. They'll be departing from San Francisco Bay for three days and three nights of offshore sailing. No prerequisite courses are needed to attend, but previous sailing experience is required. Go to the bookings page of shearwatersailing.net for more info on all of these opportunities, or you can reach out to Kevin directly at 650-743-1389. Of course, you can always email info at shearwatersailing.net. Okay, this week's interview was done at sea, as I mentioned, with Tyler Walkie and Julia Sinusia. A couple weeks back, Tyler and Julia saw a boat they liked a lot in Monterey, a William Atkin-designed Ingrid 38. Trouble was, if they bought it, they needed to get it down to Los Angeles before heading back to Japan, where they both live. Well, they posted on Andy Schell's subscription platform called The Quarterdeck that they were thinking about buying this boat and needed an experienced sailor to help them take it south. I happened to log on to the quarterdeck and see Tyler's post, and, well, the rest is history. We connected, and in three days and just over 300 miles, we delivered their new boat to Marina del Rey after a boisterous downwind sail. Here's the conversation I recorded with Tyler and Julia when we were just a few hours from making landfall. My name is Tyler, uh, Tyler Walkie, and we are currently on my girlfriend and I's new boat, the Orian, a Ingrid 38, and we are sailing from Monterey, California, down to Los Angeles, and we're just a couple hours out of Los Angeles. And it's been a fabulous passage. We have Andy Shell and his quarter deck platform to thank for connecting us. Tyler, I guess about a week ago, posted, hey, I think I might buy a boat and I'm trying to get it down to L.A. Anybody want to join me? And I said, I think I'm free this weekend. So I cut out on a couple days of work and 
rented a car and drove down to Monterey. So tell us about this boat and how you came to buy it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Ben did save the day, by the way. We had no clue how we were going to get it down. I mean, my girlfriend and I, I, I know how to sail a bit. I have some experience and she doesn't have a, a ton. So we were just going to go for it and motor and anchor if we had to or figure it out. But Ben saved the day and we were able to shoot straight down overnights all the way without stopping. So it's been great. Um, but yeah, how the boat came to be. I decided about a year and a half ago. Uh, actually, I live in Japan. I guess I should also mention that. Uh, my partner, I, uh, Julie and I, she's actually at the helm right now on the boat. She is graciously on watch while we were sitting down below warm. Okay, Julia, you have to say hi. Hello. <laughs> Julia, you're, you're on watch now, but you just did your first multi-day passage. It's been three days, two nights. Well, this is our third night? Yeah. Yeah, we're going into our third night now. What do you think? What's your impression? You have, you've never done this before. No, I hadn't. To me, right now I was thinking that it's very much like meditation even. I'm sure there are many ways to experience sailing, but what I love about it is that you are so connected to nature. And yeah, I was gonna say, I love the tiller. Uh, I, so we got an Ingrid 38 and uh, it doesn't have a steering wheel, it has a tiller and you can feel what's going on so much more than with a steering wheel and i really love that the sun has just set it's night and you are at the helm and loving it i can tell yes i'm watching out for whales and dolphins <laughs> we've seen plenty of dolphins so far no whales yet but uh we will interrupt the podcast if you see whales so let us know okay i will i, I will okay all right, back down below. Excellent. You've given us some background. How'd this come about? So we live in Japan, both of us, uh, in a very small town called Quito. Yeah, Julia's from Spain, right? Yeah, Julia's from Barcelona. I'm from Los Angeles. We've both lived in Japan for quite a few years on and off. And we met about a, almost exactly a year ago. About a year and a half ago, I uh, was about to buy a house in Japan and around the same time got a new job three hours away so I stayed in the house and rented it for a year tried to go back and forth tried to make it work and just realized it wasn't going to happen or it wasn't it wasn't the right thing for me to do and I realized almost at that exact same moment that my dream of sailing on a proper ocean crossing boat that I had had for a long time this was the time to do it and instead of buying a house I wanted to buy a boat so a year and a half ago I started looking all over Japan for a boat about six months ago we decided actually maybe it's best to buy in the US and sail it to Japan so here we are and so you looked at a lot of boats right both in Japan and the US more in Japan uh, I mean ferro cement boats and because they're much cheaper and realized that was a whole other bowl of mysteries and I didn't want to <laughs> buy off more than I could chew there or, or make a bad choice so yeah we didn't go that route but we looked at westerly 50 in Japan that was uh, very reasonably priced but needed a lot of work I looked at a island packet 40 that had sailed from the US to Japan by a blind sailor I yeah, drove all over the whole country looking at boats for the whole year yeah and tell us the story of looking at this boat yeah we found uh the Ingrid 38, <clears throat> soon to be named the Ramona Ray, after my grandmother who passed away a year ago from the day that we signed the contract for this boat. 
six months ago I was looking for boats in, in the US and this one actually came up right around the time we started looking. I think it was in August of 2021. And we had a list of boats that were potentials and I assumed a lot of them would be sold. I messaged this guy and told him I wanted to see it six months from now and he said, well, good luck. I'm pretty sure it'll be gone by then. And I said, okay, well, we added it to the list because it looked really, it kind of ticked a lot of our boxes. But it was a bit of a mystery. This boat has had a very recent refit of the interior and the motor and a bunch of things, but the price was actually very reasonable and so we were kind of suspicious about this one. Uh, but we ended up getting this one. It ended up being great. Yeah. I need you to tell the story of initially looking at it because that's quite something. Actually, this was the last boat on our list, just the way our schedule was. So we came to the U.S. for two months, which was a big thing for us to do. And we had many goals on this trip. Uh, one was for Julia to meet my family, me, me to meet her family in Spain, me to go on a trip with Andy and Mia at, on 59 North, and then to hopefully buy a boat. And it seems like we ticked them all off. Uh, but the Ingrid was our last uh, effort. We drove 3,500 miles all the way up to Portland, Oregon, and back down to L.A., and on the way down to meet my family in L.A. that next day, the Ingrid was the last one on the list. On the way down, we realized we were getting COVID on the way to go look at Ingrid. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, we called the broker and we said, look, we have a fever. We don't feel good. We haven't tested, but we're pretty sure we have COVID. So I guess we'll have to reschedule. And we, but we knew we wouldn't be able to come back to look at it. It just wasn't going to happen schedule wise for us. And, and he said, no, it's fine. He's like, I, I've, I've got my shots and my boosters and put your masks on and I'll stay outside and you can look at it. So we went there. Like, That's a good sign that he wants to sell a boat. Yeah, he definitely wanted to sell it. Uh, it had been on the market since August and only had one other person look at it. And they offered, they offered, uh, put an offer on the boat and never showed up for the sea trial, I guess. We showed up with COVID with masks on. And we were feeling okay at the start, and we started looking through. And almost the second we walked in the boat, we looked at each other and thought, "Okay, this is a, this is a different. This is interesting. She's she's not the kind of the typical boat. Our price range was quite low for our boat that we we're looking for. So we were looking in the you know less than fifty thousand range, and and fifty thousand would have been out of our range, but we would have done something to make it work, maybe. But it's just hard to find a, a proper cruising boat, you know, without spending a lot of money. So we, we, we were doing our best, but this one was a very good price and uh, it, it looked beautiful inside and all the systems were beautiful. The electrical system, uh, I think I showed Ben just a photo of it and he was like, oh, dude, your electrical system is so nice. <laughs> like everyone. Yes, I'm envious. <laughs> yeah. And the engine's new. Everything's great. So uh, it, it it's not a perfect boat. It does need some some stuff with the rigging. But anyway, so we. We're getting COVID. We're looking, I'm looking at the seacocks and oh my gosh, it looks so good. Everything looks perfect. And I told her, we have to make an offer on this boat. And we're just progressively getting more and more sick as this is happening and just feeling terrible. And I was like, we have to make an offer. And it's, it's the first time I made an offer on right away. The guy said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the owner. We offered him quite a bit less than they asked, uh, which was already low, we thought. We also have to go to, had to go to Spain the next week which we had to delay because of COVID, but we told him we can't we can't have the sea trial until after we come back from Spain. So with the sea trial and all that, it's going to be 50 days later. And the guy said, well, there's no way the owner's going to go for it, but I'll, I'll send it to him. And for some reason, he went for it, took our offer, and yeah, we flew back from... Sp we flew from Spain directly to San Francisco and rented a car and drove straight to Ingrid to, uh, to, to check her out and then bought her, yeah. So there are 
deals out there on ocean ready blue water boats this boat is fabulous and an amazing deal you got it for but tell me and the listeners what it was other than the new engine meticulously kept up which was obvious from the electrical work and other and the woodworking on the inside what was it about the boat that attracted you well actually there was two boats we almost decided to get and we actually went on a sea trial for the other boat the day we offered the day we signed the contract on this boat we just wanted to make sure so we wanted a smaller boat than ingrid to be honest uh for just the two of us maybe low 30s low 30 foot range and we had a fuji 32 that was also a very nice boat that we were considering another full keel boat but there's just something about the ingrid that i think it's just the character of it it's uh it's a colin archer after the old viking viking uh, i think yeah lifeboats but uh, anyways, it's a very beautiful boat. It's double. It's it's a very true double ender. I mean, it looks like just as pointy on the back as it does on the front, and it has a an eight foot bowsprit that just sticks out like a uh, what's that whale with the Narwhal. yeah <laughs> like one of those and a big old external rudder and and a huge tiller, and it's just it's just such a beautiful boat with the catch rig and all four sails and yeah, it just kind of captured our heart a lot more than any other boat we had seen. The hull was built in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, and then owners fitted them out themselves, right? Yeah, it's a very, I I think, kind of a unique production boat in that sense. Uh, Ben was actually reading through a book we found on the boat uh, talking about all the different refit options. And, uh, yeah, basically almost all Ingrids are different because the interiors were all custom made. And so some are a little bit not so nice, and uh, some of them are fabulous, and I, I think this is one of them. Uh, there are a few uh, factory-finished boats as well. But, yeah, most of them are custom interiors, and, and a lot of custom uh, parts were sold, it seems. And, and so every Ingrid seems to be quite different from what I've seen. And Julia's obviously fallen in love with the tiller already. She was just saying that when she was out there. <laughs> she really likes that. Yeah. Um, I mean, both. I had never had any real experience on a tiller. And she had had a little experience in Japan. We sailed a bit on a with a wheel, but both of us just felt like a tiller was 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 more something that we would like. And and uh, now after this crossing, I think we were right. We, we took a bit of a gamble. I wasn't 100% sure on a, a tiller on a 38 foot, 47 foot overall <laughs> boat, but it's it's really great. It's a lot of fun, and it, it's a very different dynamic than a steering wheel. You kind of sit with everyone when you're steering, and it feels very natural. Yeah, I like it. You also have a very real sense of of the boat and the water moving over. I mean, uh, I was steering the other night, and we really started moving along at seven knots, and it felt like a sunfish where you have the rudder and you start feeling it vibrating and hum because you're moving along. You could feel that. You could feel, and so you have a real tactile sense uh, of the boat. And it's amazing to be able to control a twenty six thousand pound boat with a tiller like that. with not that much effort. I mean, it's a very long tiller, so you have the leverage, but like Ben said, yeah, it feels really visceral and yeah, very, I love it, yeah, it's great. We met in San Francisco on Monday, President's Day. On your boat? On my boat, I was working on my boat. You guys came over and said hi. And I said, I think I can work the logistics of, of sailing with you guys. You'd gone, you went down Wednesday, got the wire transfer through, became owners, spent one night on the boat. Yeah. I came down Wednesday night right and we took off Thursday day two of owning the boat we sailed her three days to LA Um, yeah 
I had my own thoughts and concerns and I mean I wouldn't have gone with you if I did if they were big concerns but um what were you worried about everything <laughs> <laughs> of course. I was so stressed out the the few days before and after because we also have to fly back to Japan I still have a lot of things we have to do so we're flying back to Japan on the 8th um, but yeah up until that point we said yes we uh, transferred the money it was a three-day weekend so it wouldn't the money wouldn't even start to go through till Tuesday Ben and I had already planned to start sailing Thursday we hadn't even been on the boat yet to confirm you know 100% that she's ready to sail uh, you know this far and so Julie and I were just frantically with our rental car trying to get provisions trying to get all the safety equipment we thought we might need we got an inReach and Garmin and all the med kit and and flares and all these things we thought well you know it's a proper passage so and we'll need it later so yeah we bought a lot and spent a lot more money than we we should but uh i think we did a pretty good job for provisioning that quickly and also i'm trying to arrange everything for the boat to be taken care of when we leave so that was a lot of my time too so tell me about the plan from start to finish we're in the middle of it now i i, I still don't believe that it's happening but yeah the, the crazy plan we've had uh until now you know and then from now we sail it to long beach uh, we'll be there for a few days while we de-rig the boat take all the running rigging off and then we've hired a rigger to help us take the mast down we, we had boat movers arranged tentatively that fell through after we'd already decided to buy the boat and so we started panicking and found uh another retired boat mover that's gotten back into the industry so we're still a little nervous about him but he seems like a good guy and has a good reputation and he's saving the day and gonna take Ingrid our Ingrid from Long Beach Harbor to my mother's property in uh, Temecula California wine country we're very fortunate to have uh, have her there to be able to have the space so we're gonna set her down there until we can return from Japan to sail her to Japan and get her fitted out sail her back across the Pacific stopping in Hawaii right yeah that's the plan we'd love to go the long way around south uh, but I think time wise uh, we would like to, we need to get back to Japan uh, at a reasonable time so yeah we're gonna do two passages Hawaii here to Hawaii and Hawaii to Japan and we'll be looking for crew <laughs> well uh, it's not often that I can drop everything and jump on a boat it just was um, serendipitously worked out this time and props go to my wonderful wife who's home with two children thank you very much thank you Lauren <laughs> thanks all Sa around yeah Ben saved um, so we push off Thursday midday we motor out of Monterey Harbor we set the sails what surprised you about the boat I mean it's a new boat to you you went on one test sail with her but really you hadn't sailed her before no we went on a very brief test sail and I didn't control the boat until we were out in the open ocean so I didn't know I mean I saw the owner struggling getting her out of the slip and that was one thing we were worried about when we bought her which maybe I'm still a little worried about but yeah she's a big boat and she's got a full keel and she does not want to back up in any direction but the direction she feels like at that moment but once we got her out of the marina she all of a sudden came into her own stride and uh, we were motoring out and thought ah there's not much wind but you know we're here to sail let's put the sails up and we can always motor sail we put the sails up and it felt like just a puff of wind in the air and she was doing four and a half knots from from the get-go and didn't slow down for three days pretty much i was amazed by that um she has momentum you get the four sails up you've got a jib 
stay sail, mainsail, and the mizzen. So you've got quite a bit of canvas up, and she will move right along, and very sea kindly. We had her in what I think it was blowing thirty-five knots yeah, last 30, night. Yeah, we don't have any. We were missing a few key instruments on the boat right now, but we do have chart plotters and and we do know where we are, but we don't know how fast the wind is blowing or where it's blowing from. Um, but it felt pretty rough, and we checked today, and it said thirty-five knots, and it was quite rough seas, big big swells. She rocks a bit, but she's very comfortable and more comfortable than any boat I've been on probably except for Ice Bear just a couple weeks ago but that was a 60-foot boat so <laughs> yeah we made some good time here we've gone what almost 300 miles in the past yeah we've passed 300 miles now I think yeah we're at three just over 300 right now yeah yeah so we left Monterey on on Thursday around noon and we'll be getting into Marina del Rey on what is it Saturday night yeah yeah so you are are pleased with your purchase? Yeah, I was, I was uh, very. I think I had a lot of anxiety and and uh, just not sure if this whole plan was a good idea. For, even after signing the contract, you know, I wouldn't say buyer's remorse, but I was just like, okay, now we have to, now we have to do what we said we were going to do. And then, but as soon as we got on the boat, Julie and I just knew exi- at that exact moment that it was the best decision we've made. Yeah, I mean. So far, so good. <laughs> we're very pleased. Yeah, very excited and very happy. And we we were so happy we went with this one. We tried to be practical. We were trying to think practical about some other boats, and when we were deciding the, uh, at the end. But we're yeah. I think this was actually the most practical and uh, yeah best choice. And we're so happy. Yeah, so pleased. Cause you got a very cozy layout. We're sitting down below the wood. It's, the woodwork is just gorgeous. And like you said, they're all they're all unique. This one has a big diesel stove, which will keep you very nice and warm if you do any high latitude sailing. Um, two pilot bunks, which are very comfortable. I've been sleeping in both of them, depending on which tack we're on. A little chart table. Excellent access to the engine, which is almost brand new. Yeah, it's literally got an engine room. The entire aft section of the boat is one big room, yeah, yeah. engine room. What are the main things that you want to do to her? I mean, nobody buys a second-hand boat and says, this is exactly the way I want it. She is closer than you might expect, but there are things, yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a Dodger of any kind, although I, I think she looks so beautiful without one. I'd love to have something to protect us going upwind. We did go upwind for a moment today, and I got real wet real quick. And I thought, I think up until that moment, I was thinking, yeah, we don't need a Dodger. She's great. And as soon as we went, because the whole passage has been downwind. Yeah. And then as soon as we went upwind, I was like, oh yeah, that's why they, that's why Dodgers are great. Uh, yeah, maybe a Dodger for crossing for once before the crossing. I'm not sure. Uh, definitely needs a wind vane. We've been hand steering this whole trip, and I think even with four people. It, it's it's a bit of a tough schedule to keep up for that long. I think with uh, if we had an autopilot and you had one even just one person on, or they can they can do some other things. They can pull sails. They can do some stuff with the boat steering itself. So I think pretty much yeah, some sort of steering. I mean, I'd love to have a way to cook. The diesel stove is an interesting. It's not the diesel stove for heating. It's the diesel stove for cooking and heating. So it's an oven and and a stove top. It's like a cast iron plate. So. Yeah, pretty much. I think just steering, uh, some new some new rigging. The rigging's a bit old, I think. Uh, maybe some sails. Yeah, yeah. So a few sail changes. The sails are the jib's a bit small. 
we could turn this boat 180 degrees and probably cross the ocean now in her. She's that sturdy. Obviously, there's some things you want to do before that. Just check out. But I've been very impressed. We'd need a few more provisions, too. I, I yeah. But the, the, the plumbing is not all hooked up yet, so we've been drinking out of water jugs. <laughs> yeah, so the boat was in the middle of a refit, and unfortunately, the, the previous owner passed away. And so the current owner was kind of finishing the refit very slowly on his own time. Did some amazing woodwork, the, the, the last owner. The plumbing, yeah, was like, I think, mid-installation. So literally, there's a bathroom sink with no faucet going anywhere of any kind. And I don't know exactly where the sink drains to. Uh, so I'm, we're not using the sinks at all. But, but everything that is installed is brand new, at least hasn't been used yet. And Fortunately, the head plumbing does work. Yeah. The, the toilet part of the head. Yeah. Toilet works great. So we have been getting very good use out of that. <laughs> but yeah, there's a few things that need to be to be finished off. But I, I also, like Ben said, if we uh, if we have maybe a fishing pole and and the, there is a water maker on the boat, if we got that working, we could probably go to Japan right now and we we'd have to brush up on our fishing skills. All right, all right. Uh, well, Julia, Sounds can you out there. can you go west? Yeah, we're gonna just go to Japan now. We're gonna go to Japan. <laughs> oh, it sounds like the wind has kind of died here. I think we need to wrap this podcast up so that we can yeah. go on deck and uh, make some changes or fire up the Iron Jenny. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here? Yeah, I'm feeling very fortunate at this time of my life, uh, having found Julia a year ago, or Julia found me, or both both ways, finding each other and then finding Ingrid. I told asked Julia if it's okay that I'm in love with uh, Ingrid and her, and she said I'm I was in love with her first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> so yeah, we're feeling very fortunate for uh, our circumstances and very excited for the future, and very happy to have met Ben and looking forward to future adventures. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna come Thanks, sail man. with you guys in Japan. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to everyone. Everyone, anyone listening, uh, no joke. If you if you make your way to Japan and you can get. Contact with us. We'd love to show you Japan. It's a beautiful place. Well, thanks. Thank you for the podcast and thank you for the beautiful sail down the coast. This has been great. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be listening to your podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. If you want to take Tyler up on his offer to show you around Japan, reach out to me and I can connect you. You can find me on Instagram at OutTheGateSailing or email me directly at outthegatesailing at gmail.com. I'm Ben Shaw, host and producer of the show, and until next time, smooth sailing.